What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of KCP, the Keen City Podcast. I'm your guy, Caleb Hodges. This first episode is an intro with Mayor Gary Heinrich, where we just touch on a few of the recent problems and possible communication breakdowns that have occurred. The goal of this show is to bring awareness to what is truly going on around Keene. Every Monday, I will post an episode with highlights from the city, as well as answer any questions you might have for the city. You are more than welcome to email me at questions at gmail.com, and I'll help be the liaison between you and the city. Monthly, we will have another conversation with a highlighted city leader for that month who can answer some of these hard questions directly. You know, guys, more of the tabletop conversations need to occur, not less. And that's what this podcast aims to do. It aims to really just answer the hard and direct questions as well as have hard and difficult conversations. So with all that to say, welcome to KCP. All right, we are recording, Gary. So this is the first episode of the Keen City Podcast, KCP is what we're calling it. (laughs) Um, You guys reached out to me a few weeks back to kind of help bridge some of the gaps between communication with the city and the people, as well as trying to bring awareness to what's going on within the city. Am I right? That's right. So walk me through (laughs) why. Like, why did you guys want to kind of up it another level with communication? COVID-19 took away a lot of avenues that we could have used before, uh, such as town hall meetings, Uh in-person town hall meetings, and... uh, People just don't like to get around a bunch of people for fear that they might end up with COVID. So uh, uh, we had to seek other avenues to uh, get the message out to our citizens. And the staff thought that this might be a good way to do it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people aren't uh, reading as much, you know, in today's era, which is really sad because I love reading. And it seems like a lot of information now is going more towards the audio side of things. So hopefully this podcast will kind of help with a lot of bit of a lot of it, <laughs> a lot of that. Um, now, with the recent storm, there was a lot of um, things that happened in Keene um, from the beginning. Were you guys prepared? Did you guys feel prepared for all the things that were coming out of the storm? Um, the, sh- the water shut off. Kind of walk me through that as well. Well, we thought we were, but uh, we didn't realize that uh, black rolling blackouts would affect us as much as they did. And those rolling blackouts shut down some of our wells, even caused some of the pipes and some of the uh, well houses to freeze and burst, which mm. had to be replaced, parts ordered and replaced. And so the the capacity to generate water was uh, decreased significantly and therefore uh, we got in trouble. And then when our supplier... What do you mean you got in trouble? Just with it breaking? We didn't have any water. Yeah, yeah. Folks don't like to reach forward and turn on the tap and there's no water there. Yeah. We're we're used to that. Mm -hmm. I grew up... uh, not too far from where you grew up, and mm-hmm. it was a lot colder, and uh, we had our own well system there many times. we turn on the tap, and there wasn't any water. So uh, while we don't like that, it, for me, it wasn't that alarming. We had to go fix it. Well, in this case, City of Keene couldn't fix it because our supplier, we, we have well water, and we have uh, Johnson County or 
special utility district water, and they were in trouble too. So they could no longer supply us. Now, the Johnson County uh, Special Utility District, do they just supply the county or is it other, every city within the county? Do you know? <clears throat> no, they uh, supply mainly rural areas and in some cities in Johnson County, maybe elsewhere too. I really don't know where all their serving areas are, but they get lake water and treat it in some cases. I think they have some wells also. But uh, they were having difficulty okay. due to the storm. So they turned off our spigot. Yeah. And uh, therefore, we didn't have enough water to serve our customers. So f finally, on Friday evening, you know, when the storm was really subsiding, uh, we ran out of water. Because everything was melting and the ice was already, it's probably already frozen a little bit, right? And so when it melts, it bursts the pipes. Uh, well, the, the pipes burst in the wellhouse was our only real problem. There were a lot of customers that lost water due to leaks in their home or frozen pipes in mm -hmm. their home, just like you said you had. Mm -hmm. And uh, But those we can solve real fast because we just turn it off at the street and we're not losing any more water. Yeah. There, But because we got behind the eight ball with the outages on uh, on the wells, rolling blackouts, we couldn't catch up. And we sure couldn't catch up without our supplier. So do you guys communicate a lot with your supplier? Oh, yes. Okay. So where was the breakdown in that communication? Well, there wasn't any breakdown in the communication. There was just a breakdown in the system. Okay. Now, were they, I'm guessing they weren't prepared for this at all either. Well, they, as I understand it, they had a couple of, they take water out of Joe Poole Lake and they take water out of Benbrook as well as Granbury. Okay. So yeah. they get all that water from those lakes and then they... Uh, clean it and then, it. And, yeah, and then distribute it to places like Keene. Uh -huh. And all a lot of rural areas in Johnson County. Now, Joshua, city of Joshua is totally on their system. Okay, so they lost all water too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alvarado's may not be totally on their system, but Alvarado gets water from them also. Okay. And they were without water. So what's the, what's the plan? Like, I mean, this should have, in my opinion, I know uh, this is okay. Well, let me just be devil's advocate a little bit here, advocate a little bit here. Um, a lot of people are, of course, are angry sure. from, from this occurrence across Keene, across, I'm sure Joshua, Alvarado, all, all over the place. Um, it just seems like everybody was caught off guard. Um, a lot of people are, they always want to place blame on the city leaders, which that's part of it, unfortunately. Now, whether it's true or not, that's, that's a whole nother story. Placing blame is uh, an iffy situation, right? Anytime you place blame on something, it's a lot of times you don't know the full side of the story. Um, but I think that the communication was a big part of people's frustrations. Um, not a lot of people have even reached out and to me even said, um, hey, like we'd have water. I, I get that the city was trying to or conserve water based on things outside of their control but we didn't even know that it was being turned off. So how, do, how does that, how did that happen? Uh, well, we, uh, we tried to communicate with all our citizens. We were posting on Keen Citizens, I believe, or on Facebook, some of the social media sites that are involved with mm -hmm. Keen. We were posting on those as well as we, uh, if you want to get stuff straight from the city of Keene, we do a broadcast uh, 
an area broadcast on your phone. If your phone's hooked up or they've got your phone in their system, like mine, I was getting the reports. Uh, like at, live almost? Live. Yeah. Yes. So you knew, even though you were part of the process, you still knew via the reports that the water was going to be turned off. Yes. So how 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 much earlier did the water, or how much earlier did the messages go out before the water got turned off? Not too far, because if you if we would have called them Friday morning and said, we're about out of water and we expect to be out by 6 o'clock this evening at the rate we're going, everybody would have filled their bathtub and you'd have been out of water in 30 minutes. So we didn't put that message out because we were trying oh. to bridge the gap, hoping that Johnson County could get us back on and that wasn't happening. Mm. Now, let's go a little further than that. Uh, ERCOT, Mm -hmm. Electric Reliability Commission of Texas mm -hmm. uh, manages all power plants and everything in Texas that are owned by other people, but I mean the grid. Well, there were some power plants in Texas, as I understand it, could have been fired up. Oh, really? To help bridge the gap. But Washington, D.C. said, no, you can't do that. I thought... Now, ERCOT is, a, is we have our own grid. Yes. We're supposed to be completely independent. So why did Washington, D.C. say no? Because of the Environmental Protection Agency. Oh, the EPA? These plants are, they emit too much pollution. Well, which would you rather have, a little more pollution at the moment or water? Hmm. Well, our people really need water first. You know, the pollution can... Uh, get absorbed in a two or three more weeks uh, hmm. after these plants are shut back down, if that's the case. But yeah, that's the way I understand yeah. what I've been reading and a lot of conspiracy theories out there. So you got to be, you got to sift through the data. And I know ERCOT was, was not uh, handling it well. In fact, I think as of yesterday, five of their board members resigned after all this whole thing. Yeah. So even including the chief executive officer. Well, I have, uh, I have, been in contact with our state representative and our state senator by phone and sent them emails. But I believe that municipal water systems should not be on a rolling blackout list, that they should be exempt from that because there's too much at stake with that. And uh, we will take some actions as a city and look at them. It's going to be on our council agenda for March the 4th. And it'll probably be on another council agenda shortly after that. But we've got a couple of wells that uh, aren't functional right now. Uh, one of them is close, but we got to get a welder out there. And it mm. seems like it's hard to get the people that we need to fix those. And the other one, there was too much lead in the water samples from this well. And so mm. we really need to do some more sampling at that well. So those two wells could really help prevent oh, this I? ever happening again yes okay now was this part of the topics uh during the election that people were frustrated about and some of the no no there wasn't any issue with like the pipes or the the water system at all no. during the election no no hmm. never I, heard that issue. There, I thought there was some like uh frustration about it within the people that were saying that it's outdated uh, is that not right what's outdated? That just a rumor? the water system yeah oh water systems Always get outdated. You can't. Mm -hmm. It's like roads. You ever find a road that 
all roads in your county all smooth at the same time. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's an ongoing deal all the time. Okay. And so it, all in all, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No. Good. Um, all in all, the issue really stemmed from the supplier. Is that what I'm uh, hearing? No, we're not going to sit here and blame anyone specifically. Uh, electricity was the first issue. Okay. Had the electricity not been a rolling blackout for the city of Keene, I think we could have kept our reserves high enough, even without JSUD mm -hmm. online, to have gotten past Friday night. Because all we had to do was get a couple of more days in. Because mm. uh, uh, I think on Monday, maybe sometime, Jason had turned the water back on to us. Okay. But... I'm, and don't get me wrong, I, w I definitely wasn't trying to post blame, and that's my fault. No. Um, I'm just, no. I guess I'm just trying to understand, you know, the process of it all. You know, ERCOT really caused the blackouts, which caused the freezing of the pipes at, Jason, at the Johnson County. And the County, wells have been down. And the wells have been down. So moving forward, how can this be prevented? Uh, first of all, I would say that uh, we get city municipal systems, water systems, out of an exemption to the rolling blackouts. Okay. Is that like everywhere or just the city of Keene that's going to try that? Oh, no. I, we don't want this just for the city of Keene because uh, everybody has this problem. So if we can get city water systems, municipal water systems exempted from the rolling blackouts when we have power problems, mm -hmm. uh, that would help tremendously. And, and I believe that had that not happened to us, that we could have kept enough supply in our tanks to gotten past the crucial periods. Okay. Was there, were there any reports, um, any reports after the water went out that um, people were in a really bad spot? Well, uh, what we did, uh, we had first meeting was 1030 Saturday morning. Uh, we kind of had an ad hoc uh, crisis water management team I declared a disaster for the city of Keene, which then let us do some more things. But we met twice a day, every day until, uh, let's see, what, a couple of days ago, Yeah, uh, trying to solve the issues. And it was talked that maybe on Saturday when we had the meeting first a week ago, that uh, we should just leave it off till Monday. I said, no, our people can't go that long. Mm -hmm. So if our wells are pumping, what wells we had are pumping, and we can get enough supply to, say, turn the water on one hour a day, well, at least let you flush your commodes and fill up the, fill up the commode tanks and mm -hmm. maybe a few other things. You still got to boil it because mm -hmm. the boil so order's on. Oh, it's still going? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if we could have done that, which we did, hmm. and and that went well for us. So on Sunday, I believe it was Sunday then, we turned it on the first thing in the morning. Supplies built back up, and we started doing that twice a day for a little while, for a couple of days. So in the morning, and then we started doing it three times a day because our wells were keeping up with that. Hmm. <clears throat> now, mind you that when we... We're, our wells are pumping 24-7, but our booster pumps we turn off, so they kind of depressurize the system. Some people in low-lying areas never experience much problem. Mm -hmm. But in higher elevations in town, 
just due to their water in the storage tanks overhead would keep the pressure on the system for some people. So some people really never were without water. Isn't, they just had to boil it. Isn't Keene like the highest place in Johnson County? It is. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, but we don't want to take too much credit for that. <laughs> Fair enough. Because the, the people in highest places also have problems. <laughs> Okay, so so bottom line is moving forward, the the way to fix this is is to you're gonna reach out to whoever to get independent, the municipality independent of water of the blackouts, right? Yes. And then step two is getting both wells um, independent as well, where they're working again. So what's the time frame time frame for that? Well, we've got water in Keene right now, and uh, we from the wells. Yes. Okay. And from Jason, that's all back okay. on. Yeah. Everything's pressurized just like it was before, but you got to boil it. Yeah. I'm just thinking about in the future, you know, if a, if a big freeze <laughs> happens again, um, I think everybody's first off going to be way more prepared. But are those two wells going to be on mine to give uh, an extra backup for the city of Keene? We're going to do all our power to see that those wells are on and maybe another one's drilled. Nice. We got, uh, we'll have discussion this next Thursday at council meeting about a week from today about uh, possibly another well coming online okay we may look at a different source to try to heat those pump houses should we lose power to the well site because that was a big deal with a lot of the texas uh, power plants is that they weren't insulated the pipes or aren't required to be under the same restrictions as the federal grid because the federal grid uh, I, i did a short segment on my other podcast on this the federal grid all their power plants actually are required to have a separate, um, like all their pipes have to be in-house. They can't be exposed to the weather, the elements, because of this issue. Well, Texas isn't required by that. There was a review, I think in 2010, where this a similar thing happened where everything froze. Federal review came in and said, hey, this is what you should probably do to make sure this doesn't happen again. Um, and because we're under our own grid, we're not required to. So none of the companies uh, insulated their pipes, essentially. And that's kind of where, uh, because Texas isn't used to it, right? Um, so in the future, is there a way to insulate your pipes? Well, yes. And uh, remember that our, the pipes that we had freeze were inside a building. Is there a way to insulate it inside the building, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yes. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. They were inside a building, but if the power was just on the building, would have stayed warm. Because mm. electricity heats the building. Yep, yep. So... Catch 22. Yeah, <laughs> there's there, all these things. There's a lot of things yeah. that will get looked at. And you say, well, you know, I just hope that we don't get legislation that forces us to spend millions of dollars on something that doesn't happen once in 30 years. Hmm. You know, when I first became mayor in 1990, I've been off and on since then. The people fire me every now and then, and then they call me back. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> I was taking a drink of dark pepper there. I almost, yeah, almost spit it out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we haven't had a system. Like, we haven't had a storm like this yeah. that created as much problems for us as this one. And I suspect that in the future we should be prepared even better because I think this will be more often than once every 30 years. But if you got to go spend $400,000 to put generation each well, you know, mm. that's is there a way a, to solar power it? No, no, too much juice. Mm. You know, when you're pumping 
480 volts down into a well over a quarter mile and bringing up water mm. 250 gallons a minute, you better have some horsepower. Yeah. And yeah. and to get that horsepower to run uh, takes a lot of juice. Mm. So, Interesting. Uh, solar, you'd have to have a bank of solar. I don't know how many you'd have to yeah. have. I'm not a solar expert. I'm not yeah. even an electrician expert. I just know if you get a hold of two different wires, sometimes it'll shock you, you know. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah. So know, I don't think you could do it with solar, but as we kind of conclude this topic, um, what do you say to the people who are just really frustrated right now? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to fix what's happened. It's behind us. The mm -hmm. only thing we can do is move forward and look at options that we may have to try to fix things, uh, so that they don't happen again. Mm -hmm. But then again, something's going to come along that we never even thought of because it's never happened before. <laughs> yeah. So uh, are you always going to be there and everything's going to be fine in your town? Chances are that won't happen. Mm. But but we would like to, the things that we know happened to us this time, we'd like to fix so they don't happen to us again. Is there going to be a kind of shift in allocation of budget for to prepare for some of this? Uh, I don't know. We did, haven't gotten there yet. That's why the discussions are going to start this yeah. next council meeting, and they'll probably uh, be on the agenda for yeah. the council meeting following on March the 18th. Okay. Maybe down into April, too. But uh, yeah. Now, you guys just had a council meeting a couple of days ago, right? No, last week. Or last week. We'd go tonight. Every two weeks on Thursday night. Okay. Um the city manager, Michael, is it Mike? Michael, Michael Bays. Yeah. Um, he's telling me there's some big things that were happening at the city council meeting. Did those things get talked about or not? Uh, big things are going to happen at the next council meeting. At the last one. Oh, at the last one. Was there any updates, I guess, for the, the city council? No, because this hadn't happened to us then. Okay. okay. Yeah, we, we hadn't had the freeze. We... Yeah. The freeze didn't start till what, Sunday morning, the first snow? Aside from the freeze, aside from all that stuff with the freeze. I'm sure that city council meeting was probably only about the freeze and trying to get past the storm. No, we haven't. Oh, no? We didn't talk about that because uh, we haven't had a council meeting since this happened. Okay. Next week will be the first council meeting we've had since this happened because this happened after February the 4th. Okay. Yes, February the 4th. 18th, pardon me, 18th. Yeah. I thought there were some things that were going to be talked about then, but I guess not. Um, so were there any updates for the city aside from the storm? Say, you know, the storm's gone. You know, we've gotten past it. The city of King <laughs> have gotten past it. What what was updated in the city council, the last city council meeting? Anything? Nothing regarding storms. Nothing. Just, I'm saying in general. No, I'm not talking about the storm anymore. Well, I'm trying to think what was on the agenda now. <laughs> Uh, we talked about the possibility of refinancing some of our debt, save some money. Mm. Like, uh, I think the numbers uh, were around 50-something thousand a year on interest if we get it refinanced. And, and we're working on that right now. We gave the our investment banker the go-ahead to get to work on this and see what kind of rates he could get nice. and stuff. And if that comes to fruition, uh, then we'll... We'll get things refinanced, especially our city hall, because that's mm -hmm. the largest debt we have right now. Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought that up, because that was also a topic that a lot of people are frustrated about, um, the city hall. Um, how that, how could that have, uh, I think some, I guess some of the questions are, 
you know, why did the city vote to do the city hall when they could have done things like update infrastructure? Well, you'd have to go back and ask that council because I really don't have any idea what was on their mind. Uh, some folks have complained that a project that should have, that big should have went to the city for a vote to mm -hmm. the citizens, but that doesn't have to be done, and it wasn't done. And and I agree with them. Any project that massive should have probably went to the citizens for a vote. Now, projects like uh, the sewer plant, when, did, when we did that back in the 90s, was an issue with the state, and they said that we had to get some better equipment to do our treatment of our sewer, which mean building a new plant. And that was an expensive proposition. I'm not so sure that that needs to go to the people for a vote. The sewer? Yeah, the... because it has to be done, period. Yeah, yeah. But, but a city hall. city hall, well, we really needed a new city hall. The old one is just jam-packed with people, people on top of people in there. and It wasn't a good environment. So I guess what's the main reason why the city council voted for a brand new expensive city hall? Or expensive, I guess, is relative. Yeah. But. Because we, we needed a new city hall. Yeah. And that, I'm sure at that time, things were a little different. Like, there probably wasn't at that time a whole lot of um, issues that needed to be addressed. You know, in hindsight, you know, it might be a little different. Of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. But maybe at the time, the city council... And, and were you mayor at the time? No. Oh, you weren't? Okay. Um, when did that get voted on then? Probably about uh, 15, 16, somewhere along in there, because they went to work on it. I didn't become mayor until November of Wait, 18. so so 2015, 2016 is when it got actually approved? Probably. And it just got built? Oh, wow. Okay. I, I think sometimes people forget these things take years. Yes. And in 2015, 2016, I'm sure it was a lot different. Um, the budget was probably a lot different. Uh, what was needed for the city was probably a lot different. It's not like it got voted for last year and got built right. this year. <laughs> right. That's good to know. Okay. Yeah. That was before my time. Yeah. <laughs> when you got fired the, the second or third time, right? Yeah. But <laughs> but it may be the reason I'm your mayor today. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Okay. Because of the people were disgruntled that we built such an elaborate interesting. facility. Okay. Well, good to know. Um, now, who are the main players in the city of Kane? I know you. I know Michael Bose. Uh, I know the media guy, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan. Yeah. Um, well, he's our public information officer, among other yeah. things. But That's like, I think he, he wears a couple hats, huh? Oh, many hats. Yeah. Many more than that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> now, who are the city councilmen? Um, Fire chief, police chief. Well, fire chief's Dan Warner, and Dan's been doing, he's our, also our emergency management coordinator. Okay. So he was one calling the meetings to deal with the water crisis. And then Don Martin's our public works director, and he was heavily involved in anything we could do to get our system back online. He was the guy checking the wells and the tanks every day, uh, all through the night and whatever. Who's that? Don Martin. Don Martin. Okay. And then we got, uh, let's see, our, our police chief, Bradford Hunt. These people worked tirelessly to help us in any way they could. I'm sure there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Like nobody wants, because I mean, I'm sure the all those people who were trying to get the water back on didn't have water as well. So it's pretty hard to, 
I mean, they're, yeah. they're working real hard to get this back on as well. Well, I understand that there were some Facebook postings of people wanting to know if the mayor still had water, and I, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> in fact, if it had still been flowing in my house, I think I'd have went and turned it off just mm. so I could say I didn't. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, but it's, it's enough. Yeah, if enough. they don't like you, they'll say anything about you. You know, a lot of people don't know what's happening behind the scenes. That's true, and the ones that love you, well, they're gonna be there to encourage you every step of the way uh, with notes like "I'm praying for you," hmm. stuff like that. So That's we good. even we even had one couple drive through the line to get water, and they said we didn't come to get water; we come to say thank you for all you're doing. So, uh, yeah, you know, there's always folks in every town that are have figured out a way to make system work after the fact. Yeah, of course. But, uh, and I think that's just, I think that's, um, that's human nature. Yeah. So a part of that, I don't, I definitely don't want to like, um, condemn, but I do want to over communicate, you know, for people who might be frustrated with something. Um, that's why this conversation is important. Um, I, I want to ask these hard questions to city leaders like yourself. Um, that way things can get out in the open. It's whenever things mm-hmm. aren't talked about that issues arise. Yeah. And so, for people who are frustrated with something, you know, if, if you're, if you have a question that you want me to ask or, or communicate with the city officials, like you, Gary, uh, email me. My email is on this podcast now, um, and I'll try and bring it to your attention for the next conversation we have. And I think that more of these hard conversations need to occur. So a lot of this is me trying to be a little bit of a devil's advocate for some of the city of, of Keene. Um, others, it's just, hey, like, what's going on in the city? You know, what's the last yeah. city council meeting like? You know? Yeah. Well, what we would really like is, you know, and COVID has restricted this, too, because we only have so many seats in the council because of social distancing. We would like for more citizens to come to our council meetings and ask hard questions. I am fine with that. I have no problem with that. But don't ask me hard questions about what happened 30 days ago because I can't fix that. I'll remember it. <laughs> I have to remember things that happened well, last yeah. month. <laughs> if there are things we can do in the future, yeah. you know, you got suggestions for how to fix our past problems so they don't happen to us again. We would love to have you there and we will listen to you. And uh, if you really got something to say, we might limit, not limit you to three minutes, which mm. is our rule. But mm. if you really got news to bring to us. Uh, then I'm, we're all ears. You know, I think the city of Keene has a voice. The people in Keene have a voice, but I think a lot of times the politics get lost and things will never change, you know? Yeah. You know, especially when you say politics and you say change, it's automatically a catchphrase that goes out people's heads because yeah. nothing's going to change, they say, right? But I think it's different. We talked about this before with local politics. You know, you're, as the mayor and the city council, they want to hear the people's voices, Absolutely. And hopefully this podcast will help alleviate some of that pressure that, you know, people aren't feeling heard. I think that's going to be good, too. It's also going to open up the doors of communication with the city leaders. We've had uh, water issues before, not like this, but uh, a gentleman in our town who is no longer with us named Reggie Ballard would call me and talk to me about maybe solutions to the problem. Uh, he wasn't vocal, but he would call and express his opinions or give me ideas where I might go to find assistance to fix mm. whatever problem we had. And uh, I appreciated that. I would have been just happy if he came to council meetings, but he wasn't that kind of guy. He didn't want to uh, 
and social media wasn't a big item then. Yeah. He would have never taken to that, but he was a prince of a fella, and I appreciated his support because he was there to help you, not to condemn you. Yeah. And uh, we just need more people like Ridge. And I know for the younger population, because you, you still have a pretty good young population in Keene because yes. of the college. The mm-hmm. college is a huge one there. Um, I know for young people, I've never been to a city hall meeting or a town hall meeting because I've always thought that, like, what's the point? You know, it's hard for me to correlate going to a town hall and actually seeing change. Yeah. So, I, again, I hope that this podcast helps with some yeah. of this change and, and over-communication on a lot of what the city is doing. Yeah. So. Well, we can use any help we get. That's why we encourage our people to come to council meeting. Yeah. Speak up. Well, yeah. um, as we kind of wrap up, um, just a reminder, this is a monthly podcast that I'll be having with Gary or other city officials that – Think, think think other things need to be addressed sometimes it'll be you sometimes it could be you know city manager or the fire chief or the police mm-hmm. chief, whoever it is whoever you guys want to kind of come yeah. in that meeting that's what or that that monthly podcast that's what will happen monday mornings every every monday morning we'll have a podcast um but only once a month will it be an interview so all the other monday mornings it'll be me updating the city on what's going on for that previous week talking points questions that people have are having and that'll have a weekly occurrence. So every mm-hmm. Monday morning at like 5 a.m. it'll post. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and the Keene City website as well as, as well as the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Good. So hopefully that'll kind of help with a lot of this these communication breakdowns. Good. So any other things you want to say, Gary? No. Awesome. Hold fast. Yeah, there you go. Well, uh, thanks for coming out, and hopefully this helped with some of the communication stuff. <laughs> yes. All right, man. Thank you. Yep, bye. Bye.